There's a version of spirituality crafted by capitalism, decorated in shiny crystals and perpetuated by Instagram influencers. And then there's a version of spirituality that our ancestors practiced that fostered deep rememberings and activations of the heart, earth, and stars. House of Enlightenedhood is a New Earth cooperative holding a frequency that rewilds spirituality and brings it back to what it was meant to be about all along. Our innate connection with the divine. Oh, and love. Lots of love. I'm Lena Lemos, your host and founder of House of Enlightenedhood. Thank you for joining me on this podcast as we explore the expansiveness and the messiness of reclaiming the human spiritual experience. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you beautiful souls, and happy Friday. You may or may not know this, but you are listening to the 100th episode of this podcast. And I was reflecting earlier about how this space has very much been my audio diary along the way, and it has changed so much (laughs) with me in the last three years. I launched the first episode of this podcast on May 15th, 2019, after feeling so frustrated, lost, and lonely in my motherhood experience and this spiritual reawakening that was happening. And this podcast has changed my life in so many ways. It has absolutely changed my life. And I never would have imagined in a million years where I am now and the people who are in my life and the ways that I am serving and showing up are all because of this podcast. And so I really thought that it was just full circle to make this episode not only about why your story matters and why your voice matters, because even though I may not have believed that in the early stages of this podcast, I know without a shadow of a doubt now that it is our stories that are the medicine. It is our stories that are the wisdom and the credibility and the ways that we can use our voice to help others to serve and to shift this world is is so much more powerful than we know. And I also thought it was full circle to bring on one of my dearest friends and soul sisters, Elizabeth Krauss, who I met through six degrees separation of this podcast. So it is a beautiful, beautiful full circle moment for me today. And I am just so, so incredibly grateful. And I don't even know if I have the words to express my gratitude for everyone who has come onto this podcast to share their wisdom and their voice and for everyone, including you who's listening to this, who has taken the time to to listen to my heart and my soul and the stories of others, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you so incredibly much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I don't have words. 
So without further ado, like I said, my guest today is Elizabeth Krauss. Elizabeth is the founder of Your Signature Voice, a conscious media company for women. Elizabeth guides other women to unlock and remember their unique voice. She incorporates many modalities, including human design, to get to know yourself on a more intimate level so you can create the content or start that podcast of your dreams in a way that feels good to you. She's also the founder of the Your Signature Voice Collective, a free sacred space inside the House of Enlightenment community. This is a safe space to write, speak, and connect with other like-minded individuals who are looking for community on this journey of sharing their voice. Elizabeth is also the host of the podcast, Feeling to Healing, for all things healing, spiritual growth, wellness, inspiration, and motivation. Today, Elizabeth and I are talking about why our voice matters, why our story matters. We're also sharing some silly things about ourselves. There's lots of giggles and joy within this conversation because I figured, you know, we talk about some heavy stuff on this podcast. We talk about the deepest, darkest roots of our soul. And sometimes you don't get to see, you know, the silly, quirky things that we <laughs> that we are on a daily basis. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. And my conversation with Elizabeth will be up right after this. House of Enlightenhood is a heart-centered cooperative uniting in the frequency of love. We're building the new earth through community and supportive containers for spiritual exploration, healing, and expansion. House of Enlightenhood's sacred online gathering space is one part mystery school and one part social community, open to anyone on the inner journey and co-created by a team of light leaders. We believe in a spirituality that returns to our roots. So whether you're just awakening or ready to pioneer a new paradigm of spirituality, we've been waiting for you. Learn more at houseofenlightenedhood.com. Hi, how are you? Hi, Lena. I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome to episode 100. That is so exciting. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. This is a huge episode to be on. And when you asked me to be a part of this, I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. There's no one else I would rather have here for number 100. I just love you so much. I love you too. I'm ready to just chat about all the things that we talk Mm -hmm. about on a daily basis, but share it with the world. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We talk a ton. We talk all the time. It's great. I love it. All day. And it's kind of perfect because... I always like to describe that you're my modern day pen pal where we send voice notes back to each other all day. And so it's it's kind of fitting too that we're talking about using your voice and speaking your truth because that's what we do all day is just share what's on our hearts. Um, so I want to talk about today just the idea of speaking your truth, sharing your voice, because I think it's something that you and I have beautifully kind of stepped into together. And especially with you, with the work that you're doing and, Mm -hmm. and helping women truly 
share their voice in in the most authentic. And I know we hate that word and we can get into that too. Like the most authentic, (laughs) we need to find a better way to say what's a better word, truthful, aligned. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's just been authentic has just been so overused, but I think it's the term that really people understand. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's relatable. So while we think it's icky, I think I mean, until we find another word. Yeah. Let's just make one up. (laughs) Um, And then talk about your signature voice and everything that's happening with that. But first, I would just love if you shared a little bit about your story and how you got to this place in, in stepping into using your voice and then being able to turn around and help other people share theirs. Oh, man. Okay. So I think the pivotal point and I didn't even know it was, I mean, I, I grew up, my, I was close to my parents. It was nothing in the younger years, right. That something happened, very happy family, very great upbringing close to my parents. But when I hit 14 years old, I found out that my dad had cancer and he passed away when I was 15 And I think that's when everything started, not only being a teenager, right? You're going through high school, trying to figure out who you are, where you fit in, the challenges of that. But I was also dealing with the loss of my father at this time. And at the same time, also, my older brother was going through his own battles. He was very addicted to drugs. So when my dad was no longer alive, my my brother wasn't even in the picture either. So it was me and my mom. And I was in junior, I was a sophomore in high school. And that's when I started avoiding numbing. I'd have moments where I would come up, I would feel all the things and then I would suppress it down. And I would look outside externally, especially in relationships and in men. It's like, oh, this is going to fix it. Like, let's we're, we're moving on. And when I was 17 years old, 18 years old, I actually, um, went into a mental hospital for adolescence because I really said that I didn't want to be here anymore. And that's when the real therapy started for me. Um, I was in the process too, of going to college and trying to figure out what I wanted to quote unquote be in my life and what I wanted to do. I feel like I was doing so much healing work and all the trauma and everything. I never really got to take the time to really enjoy my teens and my twenties. It was really hard for me. I wouldn't go back in high school at all. The only thing that I feel it kept me going was music, junior high, uh, or junior high, um, bands and show choir. Same. Those are really music. It was my outlet, right? I feel like it saved me. And fast forward, you know, I'm still dating people in high school, these relationships. Now I can see, oh my gosh, okay. That was toxic. That part was toxic. That part was toxic. I probably only had like really one very good relationship, but that was, that was really it. Um, Fast forward to college, I met someone in college and he was here on a student visa and he was going to have to 
to leave after school. And I knew I had all the red flags were up. Everything was up. Even when I first started dating him, that this is not a healthy relationship. You don't feel good. This knowing, right? We just, we know when something feels off, but I just threw that away. I didn't listen to any of those signs. He was going to have to leave and I didn't want him to. So we ended up getting married and it was a struggle, even just at the very beginning, a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of mental abuse, all, all the things. And it was very, very toxic for me. I lost sight of who I even was. I was a completely different person. And I ended up actually getting pregnant towards the very end of our relationship. I unfortunately and fortunately lost that baby at 11 weeks. And I always say that that baby saved my life because I would not be here talking to you and in this life that I have now, if my circumstances were going to be a little bit different. And now I got the courage to leave. I got the courage to take that part of my life and remove myself from that because, you know, there is this fire inside of me that I, that I always knew that I had as a kid, you know, this determination that's always been there. It's like this child came out of this adult version of me and was like, you're better than this. You've got this fire inside of you. This is not your life. So I left I didn't look back. I stayed with my mom for about a year and a half. Really, that's when my soul journey healing work really began. I was in therapy. I was in just getting started in yoga, really focusing on my health in so many different ways. And that's when I really, I feel like I started on my spiritual path to who Elizabeth is. And that was in 2013 when all of that happened. And within that time of healing, being by myself for, meaning not in a relationship for about a year and a half, that is when my now husband came into play. And I'm so glad I had that time to do the work that I needed to do to be ready for him to come into my life. Because I am so grateful for the relationship that I have with him and the things that I'm able to see in my relationship that I might not have been able to see if I hadn't gone through all of that and being truly blessed every single day for this solid foundation that I have someone that actually sees me and allows me to be myself is the greatest blessing ever. And we have two beautiful children. And through that time, through all of this time, I've been working on really strengthening how I speak, the fact that my needs are important. I have the right to speak up because I remember being in that relationship and I couldn't look, I couldn't look a certain direction. I, if I looked at somebody wrong, it was, it was awful. If I said the wrong thing, I was always afraid of saying the wrong thing in public in fear of what was going to be said to me behind closed doors. Right. And I remember when I got my first like big girl job after I had left this relationship, because I had done a lot of traveling. And so I never really had a steady foundation of 
a job or anything like that. So I remember being, and it was in a call center. And I remember being so petrified to make that phone call because I was afraid to speak on the phone because I was always afraid to speak on the phone in front of this person because I was always afraid I was going to say the wrong thing or my points, what I, what I wanted to share wasn't valid. My feelings weren't valid. There was a lot of gaslighting involved. It was just, I look back and I'm, I give her so much love and so much grace and so much compassion because she just didn't know it was more extreme than I ever, you know, saw for myself as a kid. We don't see those things for ourselves. We don't know where we're going to end up. But honestly, I wouldn't change a thing because I feel like those experiences gave me the strength that I have now. And now I am able to use my voice and it's taken a lot of time. Use my voice and use this power that I have always had inside of me. It just got put on the back burner a little bit because of our external environments. But being able to surround myself with not only my family, but with other people that really get me and see me, I'm able to have the courage and find the strength to speak up when I need to have those tough conversations, share my heart, share my soul. And I don't regret any of those things that happened because there's so much beauty on the other side of what happened. And it's just, it's, it's going up from here. I just felt this really deep emotion when you were speaking because there's a lot of similarities in our stories. And I don't know if you felt this way being, you know, both of us being in a domestically abusive relationship of they're feeling like you just kept digging yourself a hole that got deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're like, how the fuck do I even get out of this? Yeah, exactly what you said that fire one day that's like, I don't know how, but I'm doing this. It's either my life, you know, that I don't want <laughs> or the me that isn't even me anymore. It's like, it's truly your life. You're mm-hmm. reclaiming your life. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, the only way that I'm going to get out of this is if he dies. I remember thinking that to myself. I'm like, that's the only way that I get out of this. But I think when we're in that situation, like you said, there's just that fire. Mm-hmm. And that courage and that resilience it takes to to make that declaration to yourself, and then having the courage to know that the process is going to be years in the making, that the healing process is going to take a lot of time, but it's it's that journey of coming back home to yourself after making that declaration that this is not the life I want. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, and it's it's not easy, but it is so worth it. And it's not something that happens overnight. You know, sometimes things still come up for me in certain instances or flashbacks, but I feel like if I hadn't done all of that work, it would take me so long to mentally get out of that mindset. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a process. And I feel like the more that we can really tune into ourselves and our truth and what we believe, the easier it is to go about life on the day-to-day and take care of those things. So it's not so debilitating where we're just right. want to just leave the, this earth. You know what I mean? It's because yeah. it's a real thing and it's yeah. not, I was there. 
I was there and I'm like, oh, whoa, that's, that's just, I just can't imagine doing that now. And everything that had, that has happened, I just, it's just so powerful. Can we just all take a moment to just appreciate how far that we've all come in our lives? Because when you look back to those really dark moments where you're like, I see nothing at the end of the tunnel. I only know in this moment that this is what I have to do. And I have no idea how it's going to turn out. And (sighs) yay for us, all of us, all of us have made those decisions. Absolutely. It's courage. It's that fire. We all have it inside of us. We do. And you're right that it's so directly connected to our voice too and speaking our truth and then living that truth. And Mm -hmm. so I thought it would be fun since we just talked about some heavy stuff that, I mean, you and I are both (laughs) goofballs, I'd say is the correct, is that the correct term? (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Oh my goodness. Um, So, and I think you and I both on our platforms share some really deep, vulnerable, raw things about our soul and our lives. And I don't think people necessarily know the silly, derpy versions of ourselves. So I thought it'd be fun to share a few things you didn't know about me type things that are silly. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I'll go first. So you may not know this about me. I know you know this about me, but. I am deathly afraid of memory foam and it just, the thought of it, it makes my teeth hurt. It makes me shiver up inside. And anytime that, cause I, you know, I feel like everyone used to have that on top of their mattress. And even when I went to college, my parents, I had to be out of the room for that to happen. <laughs> it's the whole thing. And my whole family knows I cannot deal with such things. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Do you remember like a, do you remember a specific time or was it, is it the feeling? Is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the texture of it. Oh, and those foam balls in gym class. Oh, oh, I don't know what it is. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> well, we we can. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. We can switch <laughs> to the next one, so we don't have to have this in your mind. Okay, next one. Um, I really, really hate it when the sun comes out on a rainy day. <laughs> I'm not, I love sun, but I also love the vibe of a rainy day. Like, why yeah. are you going to ruin that with the sun coming out? It just takes away the whole vibe of uh-huh. like a nice, cozy, rainy day. Well, you know what? That's, it's, I just see like, it's like conflict, right? So if it's rainy, like make up your mind, right? Make up your mind. Are you going to be rainy? Or are you going to be sunny? I remember one day um, I was really young at my house. I lived on this old farmhouse in this town. And I remember walking out the front door and it was raining. And then on the other side of our house, our back door, there was no rain. So I just, and the sun was out. So you could have gone out this door or out that door, depending upon how you felt that day. (laughs) I just, I love so much the vibe of a rainy day. It sparks my creativity. It makes me feel all the things as someone who loves writing. My favorite thing to do is just write with a cup of coffee on a rainy day. That's oh, yeah. my vibe. If I could just sit, the essence of my soul is sitting 
in a coffee shop on a cobblestone street in London while it's pouring outside just with my laptop being like, that's the essence of my soul. Yeah, there's nothing like being under a cozy blanket. Yeah. Writing with a cup of coffee. Oh my gosh, coffee. What would we do without our coffee? (sighs) Okay, the last one. And I don't know if I can say this one without laughing, but I feel like it just needs to be said. So I don't know if it's like an empath thing or a thing that I'm just like so deeply intertwined in storytelling when I watch movies, but when people, (laughs) I've been already, I know (laughs) when people kiss on TV, my mouth puckers up too. And my husband, I have to cover my mouth now because my husband looks at me every time this happens and just starts laughing. And I'm like, I, it just, it's, I don't have any control over it. It just happens. <laughs> and I actually you need to don't... have a video with this next time you're watching a video or watching, watching a movie. Like, and I noticed my mouth doing it. I'm like, you are so stupid. <laughs> and I remember I used to, in a past life, I worked a lot on film and TV sets and there was a, there was a production I was working on and it was like a horror movie. And there was this really intense scene. It was the two people and they were in a house and there was a ghost and all these things. It was really this scene where they're finally like together. And I remember there was someone on the crew who was filming my reactions, watching this scene happen at the same. And that was, I think, the first time I realized that I was doing that. I was like, oh my God, I can't even believe that Um, this is my face. (laughs) That is, that is hilarious. But it's what makes you, you, right? I know. I'm going to fully own it. Please, someone else let me know out there if this is you too or if I'm just so just lost it okay please tell us something embarrassing about you okay so (laughs) speaking of tv so here's one like movies or tv or anything so for me if I'm watching some type of suspense movie and you know how people in movies play like they're either they're dead or they're sleeping or something and the camera zooms in on their face and they have their eyes closed it freaks me out when the eyes just open really fast and their eyes are just bulging out of their head if I just I I have to cover my eyes because it scares me (laughs) it scares me so much that's such the classic the eye open I can't I would rather I I'd rather watch a very scary movie than to have scenes like that of just almost like mummies or something. Or like if there's a mummy and it opens its eye, I just, I can't, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I can't do scenes like that. I have to always What about like the end of Twilight when that happens, when Bella becomes a vampire and then she's like, did that scare you? I've never seen Twilight. Oh my gosh. I have never seen any of the Twilight movies. Why are we even here? (laughs) (laughs) But that's not, you know how you like see things on the road and you hear something and then you hear it over and over again. This is not the first time in the past couple of weeks that I've heard the word twilight or seen twilight. So I think it's like a sign that the twilight movies are going to have to be. They're so bad. They're so bad. Are they bad? (laughs) The books are a thousand percent better, but I mean. So should I 
watch the movie first and then read the books? No, I highly recommend reading the books. Then you decide if you need, <laughs> if you need more and you don't care about how bad it is, but you just need that thirst quenched a little mm-hmm. more than watch the movie. Okay. That's my recommendation. But Taylor Lautner is so <laughs> good looking. It's like, and I feel like Robert Pattinson was just born to play a, a vampire. Isn't that so funny when we watch movies earlier on in our life and we're like, oh, this movie's so great. Oh, this is the best movie ever. And we watch it now. We're like, that was so dumb. Why did I enjoy that movie? So but it's also just something within us. I think there's just this deep, deep need to quench that like teen romance yeah. thing within ourselves that it's just it doesn't matter how bad it is that mm-hmm. you're like Edward saw Bella on the first day and he loves her and now he just needs her so bad you're like yes I want someone to feel like me that way and so it's just living vicariously to it but. absolutely that makes so much sense absolutely yeah um, <laughs> we went down a tangent we did but that's fine that's this it's fun we do this all the time anyways um the next one that I'm thinking of, I do not like mannequins. <laughs> I can't walk by a mannequin without <laughs> getting the chills on me. I w- used to work at Victoria's Secret. You know, I, I used to work at Victoria's Secret when I was probably early 20s, ne- eight, 19, 20, 21. I would not, they, there was a rule. I would not change the mannequins. That's amazing. Because they freak me out. That's and to this so day, funny. like I, I have to I have to go around it or somehow put something in between me and the mannequin. I don't like mannequins. I did not know this about you, but the funny thing is that Luna's obsessed with mannequins. She <laughs> loves them. And she talks to them when we go to the store and then she's like, where's their head? Why don't they have a head? I'm like, it's on vacation. I don't really know. Oh, so what you're saying is we could not go shopping together because no. it just, it wouldn't work out well. No, or we just all. go a place where there's no mannequins. Yeah. Do you like specifically avoid stores that have lots of mannequins? No, but I just try to keep my distance from them as much as I possibly can. Like if there's an outfit on there that I like, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't need it that bad or I don't okay, really care about so it. So if there was a horror movie that was a mannequin and then in the end its eyes just open, would that be like your worst? Nightmare? I think I would, I think I would just die. <laughs> I think I would die. Like take me now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh my. That is like on a bed of memory foam would we just like <laughs> no. I get it though. They are kind of creepy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just they- I don't, I don't know what it is. I just prefer not to be around them. Mm. I get that. I think my last one here, I do enjoy making, because my husband and I are very different. I am very free and fun. Well, I'm not saying my husband's not fun, but he's a lot more serious than it's I am. Okay. So, he won't listen to this. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, he won't. So I enjoy <laughs> making him laugh and just doing a random accent. I remember I was, I don't know why, but I've been into American Idol lately. I used to watch it right when it first started, but it was on Hulu the other day. And I was like, let me, I just want to, so I'm into it now. I'm like invested. And there's all these country singers on there. 
and they come up with their guitar and they start talking like this, you know, I'm from Alabama and I'm here to sing. And I just accentuate it so much that I really started to get on my husband's nerves the other day. He was getting <laughs> so mad at me because I just wouldn't stop talking in this Southern accent. And, uh, but I like doing that because it's fun. I like doing different types of accents and just so randomly breaking out into song or, I don't know. I just like to make him laugh. <laughs> Ever since the parent trap came out, the Lindsay Lohan version, I always wanted to just talk in a British accent. Yeah. That was just my dream. I'm like, why wasn't I born with British accent? I don't know. I know. We went to England my senior year of high school and our tour guide, you know, had the accent, of course, because he's from there. And we all went home with the little twang and I was, do you want to go to the loo? Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know what it is when you're just surrounded by people. And that just goes to show the power of just being in someone's energy and being around somebody, you begin to take on not only yeah. their accents, but their characteristics. Yes. I always say it's great to surround yourself with people that actually get you and see you and um, have your best interest and lift you up because if they don't, you got to change your crowd because you're going to just not be the best version of yourself. There's a whole How I Met Your Mother episode about that. Have you seen that episode? Do you watch uh -uh. that show? Uh -uh. And I forget there's like a name for it as there is for everything on that show. But basically one of the main characters goes back to hanging out with her college friends and reverts back to this version of herself that no one really likes. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. It is. It's so true. It I is. saw something the other day that was about when you introduce a new relationship to your friends and family. And instead of asking, what did you like about them? Were they nice? Did you think they were kind? Asking, did you like me, who I was when I was with them? Wow. Right? I don't think I'm going to ask that question because I think I already know the answer. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, we all have those phases in our life. We're human. Exactly. Part of the human experience. But I think then it becomes such a liberating one that I think we've both found in this stage of our lives where there's no fucks left to give and you mm -hmm. can just be your true, most authentic self in, in the most important relationships in your life. And what a freeing thing to not worry about if you're yeah. going to say something that someone doesn't like or thinks is too weird or too anything. And that's just such an important thing to have in your life to be able to speak so freely. And I will say that it wasn't always like that. And the relationship that I have now with my wonderful husband, I would shut down if there were things that were on my heart or things I wanted to share when we first got together. And yeah. it's really the more work I have done on myself as an individual and not into the relationship, it has melded into our relationship yes. in relationship to where I can now say, wake up in the morning and something's wrong. And you know what? I want to just address this. And we just, it's on me too. Cause I know how the old me used to be where I would just shut down. And then I would wonder why he was upset. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's on me. Yeah. But I've really, as much as I've, you know, the whole process of just learning more about yourself and growing, it really expands into our relationships to where for me anyway, I've been able to speak up and use my voice in, especially within the past couple of years. I'm like, 
Whoa, good for me. High fives to me because the old version of me would be too afraid to do that. Yeah. And the difference between using your voice with presence and grace and, you know, being strong in what you believe in, but also doing it through love versus when it kind of, we push it down and we push it down and then it erupts out of like an emotional reaction and the difference of, and especially in the way that that's received. Yeah. It's, it's so true. I would rather squash it now in the moment and be done. And that resentment and that just, you know, when you can feel, especially, you know, you can feel when there's something off in a relationship, just something that like the elephant in the room. Yeah. But I just, now it's just like, why not? Why not just squash it now instead of just sitting in that and letting your emotions take over that you could have really faced by using your voice. So before we get into talking about your signature voice, I just want to touch upon this a little bit because you and I talk about this all the time. And it's this idea of all that we want to do. And I, how do I phrase this? The best way I phrase this. We talk about all the time, blah, blah, blah. We talk all the time about how what we truly want to do in the world is just speak and talk and coming to terms with the fact that for a lot of this journey that hasn't felt like enough or that it was like good enough or that using your voice and sharing your voice with others isn't enough and that Mm -hmm. there's no way to actually live your life doing just that. And so I think first I would like to applaud us for the ways that we have accepted that that (laughs) not only is this something that just lights us up and that we love to do, but it's also something that's so important for other people to hear others who are just showing up and, and speaking from their heart in a way that is truly raw and going back to that word authentic, because we live in a world where there is just such fluff and bullshit and this idea of being authentic on social media that here comes our spiritual boss babe voice that we have. <laughs> oh my gosh. That like don't get me started on that <laughs> i know but but i think there's this when you get tied into a spirituality that's like so intertwined with capitalism it's like the process right you share this really long lengthy post about something that's raw and vulnerable as a way to sell something Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. for you and I that has felt so misaligned and I think in sharing our voice and in speaking our truth it's been as much of our own healing journey as it has been a way for us to help others realize that they can do it too totally and I think that there's I think there's just such a peace that comes with knowing that speaking your truth in whatever way that that looks like to you is enough. And I think we also, I don't know if you felt this way, but in this idea, because I feel like for so much of my journey, so much of my healing has been speak your truth, speak your truth, speak your truth. It would come up in so many readings and cards. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. What does that mean? And I think too, sometimes for me, I always thought it meant like, oh, I have to be really loud and vocal about this one issue or believe in this one thing and be really like, passionate about it, but I think speaking our truth is also as easy as just telling our own story. I feel that so much because especially on Instagram, you see these people just being so strong and so vocal and not that there's anything wrong with that, but then you begin to think, 
well, I need to be like that. What's wrong yeah. with, what's wrong with me? And how come I can't be, have such advocacy for that thing? Like, right. why can't that be me? And then that's where the shame comes in. And we just don't accept ourselves for who we are. And it's okay not to be that way or, you know, be that spiritual person that you see floating on the rock. And it's just so picture perfect. And then it's just this beautiful post. I'm like, I look at that. I'm like, okay, so that's what it means to be in that space. No, Elizabeth, get out of your, you know, come back to yourself, come back home to yourself and sit in meditation, get quiet with yourself because you are you for a reason to impact people in a, in a certain way. And the whole reason for you to do that is for you to show other women who resonate with you that they have the power to do that as well. Yeah. The greatest feedback that I ever get from this podcast is moments where I'm just sharing my story. Yeah. And so I just want anyone listening who's really struggling with that to know that your, your story is enough. That, that is the wisdom. That is the experience. That is the credibility is your story. And stop going to places that make you feel otherwise. Yeah. And you know, that makes me think of this example. You know, we, we talk in these microphones and we have our podcasts and it's so easy to think, well, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody's listening. Like, why am I doing this? We can get, it's so, cause we're human. We get in our heads so much and we forget yeah. that we're doing this because it feels good. We love it. We love sharing our voices. You know, we just, we want to make that difference. And so we have these instances where what's the point? Well, why do we even do this? I was in that space just last week. And I remember posting on this woman's feed. She wrote this beautiful poem. She's a writer and she wrote this beautiful poem. And I commented on this post and I don't know who this woman is personally. And she wrote back, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're commenting on my post. I listened to your podcast. It's amazing. And I was like, wow, Elizabeth, that just, thank you. That was a sign to me, you know, right when we begin to have those thoughts, we just have to trust and surrender that we are on the path that we are because it feels good. It feels aligned. Even if some, those thoughts come up in our head, I took that and I took a screenshot of it just as a reminder that yes, you are doing this for a reason. And what you have to say is important because I want all women to feel that what they have to say is important. And I hope that that woman felt that her poem was important because I mean, I saw it and other people did too, even though she may not get enough comments on it that she would like, that doesn't mean that people aren't reading it and feeling those things and really thinking, wow, this is such a beautiful piece of artwork, even though it's not shared. Yeah. It's all about the residents. I think. And I think we forget that because I think we forget of how much, if it touches one person so deeply, that is so much more powerful than 300 likes of random people who are just scrolling through. Yeah. And that, that fed my soul. It fed something in my soul and it helps me just to keep going no matter what. So let's talk about your signature voice. 
It's been mm-hmm. so beautiful watching you step into this space and and being able to support other women in this way. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're stepping into? Yeah, so I have to give credit to my right to feel. I had this brand called Right to Feel and it was writing to feel your, you know, to feel all the things, W-R-I-T-E. And it was so beautiful and it served its purpose in a short amount of time. And I feel like it grew so quickly because I expanded so fast that there was something more. And I remember, like, I know what it is. I know there's something more. I, I love the podcasting. There's, there's more to using the voice than just writing. And I wanted to incorporate that for other women, right? Just having this brand. And I was rocking my son to sleep. And we had his box of diapers, little in, Kirkland, right in in my room, and it was rocking him. And I saw the word signature on this box, and it just hit me. Signature. That's that's writing, and using your voice is like speaking. So melding the two, and empowering other women to do the same your signature voice. And it just so effortlessly happened. It was like, that's it. That's it. And I saw this vision of this platform to where it's incorporating human design as well. So it's not just this cookie cutter version of having a podcast or writing a certain way, you know, the, the styles that we see, you know, do this and then do this and then do this. And then this is going to happen. That's it doesn't work like that. We are all uniquely and individually designed to share our voice in a way that feels good for us. So that is why I feel so passionate about incorporating human design into everything that I do, because when I got my human design reading, it was more of confirmation for me that, oh my gosh, this is so true. This is how I feel. And it's been such a beautiful process for me to watch everything unfold while using my own human design, because I feel like we're so inundated again with this is how it has to be. You want to create this, do this. You want to excel in this, do this, create more of this. And it can be so overwhelming. So this is a way, if this is about your signature voice, and it's all just a part of this human design model to really tap into who you are as an individual and what makes sense for you and what really feels good for you. It's, it's conscious media. It's conscious media is what it is. And it's, it's the way of the future. (laughs) It is. And I love so much the way that you're combining and intend to combine true human design with helping women better understand themselves. Because I think so much, it's really hard to see ourselves. And when we're scared or we have that fear or we have those blocks of truly seeing ourselves it just completely blocks our ability to feel our own worth and feel like that's enough and to to see ourselves, you know, presented so be- beautifully through the lens of something like human design. It's just, that's world changing. It truly is. Yeah, it's, um, 
that's how this idea just it's it happened and just by allowing myself to stay open and also surround myself with beautiful women such as yourself and this tribe of women that really sees me and gets me and we're all in the same wavelength it's been that much easier to really tune in to my desires because like we talked about earlier you know when we when we surround ourselves with the old versions of ourselves or those people that didn't lift us up. It's, it's, I can get all muffled yeah, with what we really want and our true desires. And I'm just so excited that this is all coming together. And you've just been a, also a wonderful support in everything with helping me, you know, build the site and just running ideas off of you. It's just, it's just been an incredible experience. And I'm so excited to see it expand mm-hmm. even more. I'm so excited for you. And I also think exactly what you said of the way of the future. And the thing that I always like to remind people of is you can be spiritual and you can be on the spiritual path and you can serve others through a spiritual lens in a way that is most aligned with you. And I think the current version of spirituality always sells us this idea like, oh, in order to help people expand spiritually and serve the community in a spiritual way, in a way that nourishes your soul spiritually, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And I just commend you so much for sticking so true to what lights you up and to what brings you joy, because we need more people doing that because we have people out there who are calling themselves healers and, you know, trying to serve others with the best intentions, of course, but it's not what lights them up. So yes, they're helping others, but it's not coming from a place of, of light and joy. And you can just see how much speaking lights you up and podcasting and talking lights you up. And we need, we need more of those people who are just truly in their light and truly in their hearts to just help others and serve. So I just wanted to reflect that back to you. Thank you. I accept that. That's the the whole goal. Just having these beautiful women step into their power and get the courage, you know, to, to share their voice, whatever way that that feels in alignment for them. That's the whole goal. So do you want to share a little bit about the Your Signature Voice Sacred Space at House of Enlightenhood? Yes. So House of Enlightenhood, raise the roof. (laughs) So Your Signature Voice Collective uh, is in the House of Enlightenhood. It is a sacred space for writers. You don't have to be an author. You can have it as a pastime that you love. You can journal, prose, It's going to be a space where we can come together and share what is on our hearts in a safe way because we have a lot of things that go on in our heads and it's really hard to find a space where we can, there goes that word again, authentically feel like we are being seen in a way where other people who are writers will understand the depths and really appreciate the art of writing. And also it combines, you know, those who want to start a podcast eventually or have interest in hearing podcasts about sharing your voice. It's a space where we can all come together and just share in a way that is lifting us up in this vibrational energy where we can all be seen and collaborate together and you know, have community. Yeah. I'm really, really excited about it. Me too. So that space is open now. So you can go within our platform and join. It's free to join and we'll have some events coming up in there. So if writing, speaking is close to your heart, come join us. 
Yes, we're going to have some wine and right nights that are going to be absolutely beautiful. Some, you know, times where we can just come on and just share what we've written in a virtual setting. And there's more to come with that. So I'm just kind of going with the flow and certain things and, and feeling into what calls to me and always it's a collaboration too. So I don't want others who come in to just feel like they can't contribute to what they would like to see and would like to share. You know, that's really important to me too, because everybody's voice is important. Agreed. Well, it has been such a pleasure having you on this episode. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been absolutely wonderful. And I just love you so much. And thank you for all that you do too. And for raising this vibrational energy and just bringing people into your space. You're just such a beautiful woman and you just, you just light up this world. So thank you so much. I love you. I love you. But as you know, I like to end this podcast with wise words for anyone listening and or watching who needs that extra encouragement today to speak their truth, to step into their voice, to use the power, the fire. What are your wise words to end on? I know that you have this creative fire inside of you that is just dying to get out. Know that you are important and you matter. The things that you have to say and the things that you have to share matter. You are here for a reason. You are here to use your voice. You are here to speak your truth. You are here to have that conversation and or anything that's on your heart that you want to share because you deserve to be seen. You deserve all good things. And that's where it starts. Tap into that space within your being, get quiet and really tune into what it is that you have to say, or something that is on your heart that you just, you have this desire, this fire within you that you just, you want to share with the world, tune into that and just know that you matter. Thank you so much for listening to House of Enlightenedhood. As always, I am so grateful for your support. If you enjoyed the show, please share it or leave a review or subscribe. A little bit goes a long way. You can find me, your host, Lena Lemos, over on Instagram at I am Lena Lemos or Enlightenedhood. But honestly, there is so much more going on within our spiritual cooperative platform than is happening on social media these days. Until next time, you beautiful souls. <laughs>